You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, episode number 60, Finding Yourself Again. Hey guys, how are you? Welcome. Okay, so I am back on the bandwagon with this podcast. So I have so many ideas of topics I want to discuss, and I'm just so looking forward to talking to you about this particular topic we're going to speak to today, which is finding yourself again. I felt it was really appropriate since here we are in a new year. It is 2024, and it is the month of January, and I think a lot of survivors of suicide loss really struggle with their identity and you know, what this traumatic event has meant to them, how it has changed them. And it becomes very challenging and unclear on what your future is looking like when you have lost a loved one due to suicide. And this is a topic that I specialize in as I coach survivors of suicide loss. I really help them navigate through all of that mind jargon that goes through your head as you're processing the experience that you've experienced when you're trying to make sense of your past and you're thinking about your loss and the way that your loved one has passed and all of the things that accompany that. And you're trying to figure out who you really even are, right? Who are you now? Who are you in this world? What is your place? What do you do now? And I think it comes from this sense of feeling a loss of identity as you have gone through the loss of a loved one, which is very connected to grief in general, but particularly it really impacts those who have lost a loved one due to suicide. So I thought it would be a great idea and it really just makes sense really to just have a discussion about this concept. Okay. Self-identity is such an interesting concept, right? Mostly because we are unaware of it, right? For the most part, we're not really conscientious of it. We don't really think about it often. We just know we exist in this world that we're moving through time and space and we're developing relationships and we're basically going through our lives, right? And But we're not really super conscious of our identity. It's like a background of a movie or backup vocals in a song, for example. It's there, but not really so much in the forefront of our consciousness. Unless we experience a traumatic event or a challenging time, like the loss of a loved one, right? Then suddenly our identity comes to the forefront. We tend to use our trauma as a marker to describe ourselves. 
there's a before version of ourselves. And then there's this after version of ourselves after our loss. And when we do this, we really do somewhat become very clear with who we were before our loss. And we become a little less clear about who we are now. Because one of the things about grief and what it does is it disrupts the status quo, right? It confuses us a bit. We feel a little bit bewilderment. We're experiencing something new, something we haven't experienced before in the way that we're experiencing the loss that we're experiencing. And it disrupts this whole way of being, this whole way that we are, this whole person that we are and how we show up in the world. Because when we're experiencing grief, we're experiencing pain. We're experiencing emotions and feelings that are very uncomfortable. Emotions and feelings that we don't have much experience with, right? Because grief is one of those things that's really hard to describe unless you have experienced it for yourself. Have you ever had somebody come up to you and ask you, Like, how are you feeling? And the thing that you're thinking is, I don't know how to describe how I'm thinking because it's really indescribable, right? And that's the truth. It is indescribable because it is a sensation that you're feeling in your mind, in your spirit, in your body that's really difficult to describe to someone who has never experienced it before. But here you are having experienced this grief And now you're all of a sudden wondering, who am I now? Who, what is my purpose now? And there's a lot of reasons for that. And I want to talk about those today. The first one I want to talk about is relational identity. Okay. This is your relationship, right? Your role to this person that you've lost, whether that person was your wife, your husband, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, cousin, aunt boyfriend, girlfriend, et cetera, or perhaps this relationship has a compound identity, right? Like a caretaker or a caregiver. I find this to ring true with those who have lost loved ones who were dealing with a great amount of mental illness, like depression or something of those, something like that. And this person's role was really primarily responsible of taking care of the person that they've lost. Maybe the person that they lost had multiple attempts. Maybe they were in and out of mental hospitals or in emergency rooms or things like that, or even hospital stays. And that identity seems to shift when that person is gone because that role that you took upon yourself is no longer your role because that person is no longer with you. So when your loved one has passed and your role in the relationship no longer exists in the same way as it did before, it can cause some difficulty in regaining your sense of self, right? One last note about this is that in your other relationships where you could have had a relationship, say for example, you were a daughter-in-law or you were, say for example, it was your husband who passed, right? And now suddenly because your husband is no longer here, your relationship is going to shift within your husband's extended family, like his parents or his siblings. And so then your relational identity seems to shift in that capacity as well. 
And it can be really challenging, right? Because it's shifting and changing and you don't really quite know how to feel about that. Or maybe, for example, your wife's death may have caused a shift in your friend circle. I've seen this happen where one of the spouses has passed and now all of a sudden the friends that you had, maybe the couple's group that you are associated with suddenly becomes different to you now, right? Because you're no longer, your spouse is no longer around and you feel like this group looks at you with pity and you just don't feel it's the same anymore, right? And so your identity has shifted with this and it can feel very confusing and challenging, right? I imagine depending on whatever your relationship has been with your loss, with the person that you've lost, you probably relate to this in some way or some capacity because when that person was around, you had more of this relationship, relational identity that you weren't even conscious or aware of until after they had passed, right? And then all of a sudden, all of this part of our identity comes to the forefront and we're recognizing it and seeing it, how it is affecting us, right? So I think that's really one that we should bring to our awareness. The second one I want to talk about is our spiritual identity. This one is huge, right? Because I think for some people, when they go through their loss, they question things, they question their beliefs, they question their faiths, their perspectives, right, on life and the world and our purposes and all of that, right? And some people will say that going through this experience has really strengthened their belief system, really strengthened their faith, right? Where others may feel that their spirituality has come into question. They don't know anymore. They are wondering if the way that they believed is true or if how they feel about deity or their religion or their lack of their religion or whatever, right? They wonder if it rings true to them anymore. And so there is a lot of different ways that our spiritual identity can be affected by losing a loved one due to suicide. And we are left with wondering and it can shift, it can grow, or it can even disappear, or it can just shake up your sense of your spiritual self as well as how you identify within your spiritual community. I see this come up, right? Where Maybe they weren't much, you weren't much religious before, but now after you've experienced loss, you have found something that resonates with you and you move towards it and you find yourself changing your beliefs and expanding your knowledge in whatever spiritual faith that you have chosen, right? And so then the communities you associated with before are no longer relevant to you anymore. And so your identity within those communities can change. Maybe it has an effect of where you have lost your belief in whatever com religious community you are in and you're shifting and changing and evolving within that respect. And so your spiritual identity can really 
be shifting and changing as you're experiencing grief and especially as you're experiencing suicide loss. So I think it's important to be aware of this. Another one I want to talk about and one that maybe doesn't really come to the forefront of your mind is your financial identity, right? Because I feel like a lot of survivors of suicide loss can be left with a difference in how the finances are going to look for them, right? It can definitely affect you financially, right? Some may have huge financial hardships because of their loss. Maybe from it's from medical bills or outstanding debts or possibly from paying all for all the memorial expenses or services or relocating for burials and things like that. And people that are left behind or left with all the financial obligations to somehow take care of this. So it can affect you in that way financially. I've also seen it where the loss, the person that you've lost was the primary financial person in their home. Maybe they were the primary income, the primary source, right? And now you find your identity having to shift because of this, right? Because you're no longer receiving that financial support. So you have to think about things like maybe I need to get a different job. Maybe I need to work more hours. Maybe I need to get a job in the first place. Or maybe you are thinking I need to look at higher education, a way to become the primary breadwinner in my home. There is an identity shift that comes with that because you are thinking about changing your way of life and the way that you are dealing with things. Now, I've also seen, which you may be able to relate to, is the opposite experience, right, with a financial identity. For example, maybe you receive an inheritance or a lawsuit settlement or life insurance money from your loss, or maybe you have uh, quite a bit of, like maybe, for example, when you liquidate the assets, you recognize that suddenly there's a lot more financial abundance. And it's really an interesting thing because now you shift in that way, right? Where you are um, financially secure and you have everything you need financially. And so you also have to shift your identity, right? In a way that makes you feel, you'll feel differently about that in your current situation as you did before. So financial identity is something that is real, right? It is something that you will probably shift and change when you go through a loss and it is something to be aware of. Okay. So the last one I want to talk about, and there are other things that relate to your identity that will change after loss, but these are the ones that I feel are common and that come up a lot, but there is one more I really want to talk about. And maybe the most important one is our perspective, right? Maybe it would be best to phrase it as maybe our world view, right? That identity, the way that we think about the things that are happening in our world and the way that we look at our situations and this place we are in will feel and look differently to us. It will shift 
right? And we probably will think differently about a lot of things after going through loss. And this can be somewhat challenging. We could think, possibly we could think more negatively, right? Maybe we feel less able to relate to others or feel jaded or pessimistic. Or maybe we could shift more opposite. Maybe we feel more gratitude for what we have or have more feelings of things like life is so short and we should cherish every moment. Or maybe we'll have realization of what truly, what is truly important and what truly matters. But either way, our our perspectives and our worldviews can change dramatically after loss, which really disrupts our past perceptions of ourselves. We might feel like because our worldview and perspectives have changed so dramatically that we may not even recognize ourselves. Or maybe we feel like we're a completely different person because of this reason. And this is very common when you go through a significant traumatic event where it really changes our outlook. So with all of those reasons said, you may be wondering, okay, all of these shifts and changes and perspectives and things have changed. Maybe our financial situation is identity is different and or our spiritual identity feels completely changed or maybe it's just our relational identity we're really struggling with, right? What is it that we can really do about all of this? What is it that we can do to make this less painful or less of a struggle, right? As you all are well aware, I am a life coach who coaches on this very thing. And as a coach, I talk a lot about how we think is so connected to how we feel. And I believe that many of us believe that change is hard, right? That change is difficult, that different or being different is bad, right? I think most of us feel like we need to remain status quo. And I think there's good reason for this because we, our brain is really all about surviving and survival and keeping our body temperatures regulated to be keeping our metabolism working and keeping our bodies fed and making sure that we are avoiding any type of danger at all costs. And so when we're used to something being away a certain way, and we and we are surviving through all of that and then suddenly something occurs to disrupt it it feels very uncomfortable for us to adapt to that and i think it's important to note that because it makes sense as to why it is that way and it can be so easy to be sucked into the idea that when things didn't go as planned that now all your identity is wrapped up in the idea that your identity now, whether that be that you're a mother of a son that died by suicide, that your husband or wife that took their life, we can come up with all kinds of stories to confuse our identities because it's interesting, right? That we wrap ourselves up into this and we feel like it's very uncomfortable now because now we have this story, right? We have this thing that has happened in our lives and it's disrupted everything that we thought was true or thought that we knew, right? 
And now all of a sudden we're starting to question it and we are left so bewildered and wondering who in the heck are we now? Who are we supposed to be? What am I now? Right. And it's really fascinating to really consider why this happens. But the thing that's most important is to understand that our identities are not our stories of our loss. It may be part of us, may be part of our experience. Our grief may always come with us. You can bring the past into the present and you can still have experienced loss due to suicide and still have a sense of purpose. You can still have peace and joy even though you lost a loved one due to suicide. And I think it's important to know, know that. I feel like one of the biggest mistakes we make is that we think we have to just let it go, right? Move on, shut the door to the past. This is absolutely not true. It's healthy for us to continue relationships with our loved one. We can still be connected to them and remain connected to the person we were when they were still alive, right? And I think it's important to know that. Last thing I want to say is allow yourself time to reflect on your identity. Talk to a counselor, a coach, or you could use music or art or something that you really enjoy doing to help express yourself. I knew somebody who really loved to express themselves through dance. Go for it. Go for the dancing. Do whatever. Explore different ways of expressing the shift of your identity, right? And explore what your new identity means for you. Recognize the benefits, recognize the pros, consider the gains, consider the lessons that you've learned about yourself, but most importantly, offer yourself self-compassion. I think we tend to beat ourselves up a little too much. And while it's easy to focus on the loss of your identity, remember that your self-identity is malleable that it can grow, that it can change in a positive direction, no matter what you've gone through. Have you ever seen those stories where you've seen someone go through something super horrific? I'm talking like maybe they've experienced torture or they were kidnapped and survived all of these years in uh, some psychotic basement, right? And yet they come out on the other end of it with having been able to overcome it and become an amazing spokesperson for child endangerment or something like that. And it's so fascinating to me to watch that and how, while yes, they've gone through a traumatic and horrific experience, but they still were able to come out on the other end in a positive light to have an influence on others. And I'm telling you, you have the capacity and the ability to do that as well. So if you get nothing from this podcast episode, remember that your self-identity is a malleable, amazing thing that can grow and change in a positive direction and become the best part of who you are meant to become. All right, friends, that's it. That's all I have for you today. I hope you have a great day. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. 
Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox. 